sometimes, sometimes people are pretty awful. Sometimes people are just bad. There are times I can't watch the news because I physically and mentally cannot stand to see what people have done to other people. There are times I can't stand to finish reading the full history behind an event in a book because I can't believe what humans have done to other humans sometimes. I find myself even avoiding negativity like the Norwalk, Iowa Facebook page, which just is a bunch of people complaining about other things. And they aren't nice to each other in their complaining. They're things that I honestly believe that if you were face-to-face with somebody, you would never say to another human being. And yet behind a screen, people write these awful things. Each comment building on top of the last, people for online sources find support um, at any stance that you, that you take. There's always somebody that will support you and there's always somebody that will go against you. The voices heard the loudest in the stadium aren't always the voice of the whole group. We at times forget that. Sometimes people are mean, cruel, and ugly to one another. Pilate took Jesus and had him flogged, and the soldiers wove a crown of thorns and put it on his head, and they dressed him in a purple robe. They kept coming up to him, saying, Hail, King of the Jews, and striking him on the face. Sometimes people are awful. All I can envision when I read these verses are bullies beating up on a person, dressing him up, making fun of him, and then trying their best to humiliate and belittle the person. This is what I envision when reading this text. This is probably one of the reasons why this is one of the texts we try to overlook throughout Holy Week. Yet there's something about a train wreck that we just can't help but watch. When someone that's been put up on a pedestal falls, you watch, you're glued. There's a sick part of us that wants that visual affirmation that we are in fact all human and that we're all made of these same ingredients and that after these shared experiences, we can come back together. 
we want this affirmation of whoever's on that pedestal to fall, however it comes. We watch, we wait. I envision everyone watching this moment as Jesus is being humiliated. Pilate is the governor of the Roman Empire. He serves as a judge would serve today. He listens to cases, he asks questions, and decides whether you live or die. I don't quite know what to think of Pilate. He starts off encouraging this mockery of Jesus, but then seems to really be trying to give Jesus every way out possible. It's like he didn't mind humiliating him, but he didn't necessarily want him to die. He sits there in the scriptures and says, look, he wants you to see that he's dressed up. He wants you to see that he's beaten up. Look, I find no case against them. Here is the man. That's how Pilate starts off. And then as they encourage him to, to kill him, to crucify him, shouts from the, the crowd, those loud voices from the stadium. He says, take him yourself. I, I have no case against him. This is where it gets odd. He, John writes in here that he was more afraid than ever. And he hasn't let on that Pilate's been afraid until this point. But we're starting to sense that Pilate's getting nervous up there. He enters his quarters again. And asked Jesus, where are you from? He's trying to get a way out for Jesus. But as the crowd encourages him to save face for the emperor, he finally realizes that he can't release Jesus. And then he doesn't say, here is the man. He says twice, here is your king. Shall I crucify your king? He changes his stance. I don't know if Pilate in that moment is starting to sense that he might be on the wrong side of history. I, in my short lifespan, have questioned several times what side of history I'm on. When I see protests up at the Capitol, when I go to speak with representatives, when I even go to local things here in our city, I ask myself, am I on the wrong side of history? Because sometimes people that are on the wrong side of history don't know they're on the wrong side until well after the fact. And I ask myself, am I doing right? Because hate, hate is a learned behavior. It's not something we're born with. It's not something that comes natural to us. 
And I see all around Pilate this hate, shouts for crucifying him. And it makes me wonder, why all the hate? Why so much hate? Pilate, shaking in fear, he might not be comfortable with the power he does have. Now, yes, he who holds the power is shaking. He who is not on trial is scared. I would love to know if this is his gut reaction or the work of the Holy Spirit But Pilate himself is beginning in this moment of fear to believe that Jesus Jesus doesn't deserve this. And for whatever reason, when faced with a possible threat to the emperor and to the Roman Empire he serves, he's left with no other choice but to kill him. The roles of power are now at play. Throughout the gospel, we've learned how Jesus changes things, how there's new meaning to our usual way of thinking, how this water is now living water, how this bread is now the bread of life. We see now how death changes from how we've always viewed it. These are the texts that we try to avoid. We joyfully come in on that Maundy Thursday. We get our feet washed uncomfortably. We participate in that Last Supper. And then we go home looking forward to that resurrection on Easter morning, new life. And yet, we never mourn. We never experience the death and the process that gets Jesus there. When Jesus was born, a new kingdom was born with him. This kingdom is unlike any other kingdoms we're familiar with. He doesn't come with an army in tow. There's no force. There are no threats or attacks. Instead, there's love. There's hope spread from one person to another. There is the unfamiliar and the unknown. One of these kings is not like the other. The irony of Jesus, our Passover lamb, being sacrificed as other Passover lambs are sacrificed is not the mental image that we cling to this time of year. But perhaps it's time we remember it. Perhaps it's time we deal with that uncomfortable death of Jesus. For without death, there could be no resurrection. And the resurrection we celebrate that we love, that we cling to. That is the difference that matters. That is what separates Jesus, this king, from any others.
So we must accept his death today and how it happened. So that when we come in for that resurrection, we fully can embrace it.